The verse of the week is Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Welcome back to the Luhai Pod. I am your host, Taylor James. And I'm the producer, Hannah Buckholtz. And this week on the pod, we have Dan Gerke, who's the executive director at Luhai. Uh, we actually recorded two episodes with Dan. This is one of two, part one of two. Um, we originally thought we were going to play these in a different order. We're now playing them out of order. So if you hear me say welcome back at the beginning of the podcast, it's because we recorded this one second and we thought it was going to be the second episode. But we changed things up a little bit. Yeah. And I think when you hear them, I think it'll make sense because our two topics are the auction, which is an upcoming event event at Luhai. Um, and then the second one is about greater impact phase three, um, which is kind of our next expansion project. And now that GI3 is public, we just thought it'd be a good idea to get this episode out first and then we'll release the auction episode, not next week, but the week after. Yeah, so it'll be a little closer to the auction when you hear about the auction from Dan himself. So let's start with some announcements real quick before we dive into this first episode. Uh, Parent-teacher conferences are coming up. They will be on Thursday, October 19th. Uh, We will have no school that day because we'll have three sessions for parent-teacher conferences, so no need to come to school. All school testing will be on Wednesday, October 25th. Be sure to check your email for more information from Ms. Quinlan. And then our fall open house for prospective families is also coming up on Thursday, October 26th. It'll be from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, you can RSVP on the website if you're interested, but you can also show up day of, and we'd love to have you. So as Hannah and I mentioned, our guest on the pod this week is Lutheran High School Executive Director Dan Gerke. Dan has been an integral part of the Lutheran High history, from serving as a teacher and a principal at Denver Lutheran to overseeing the consolidation of the two campuses in 2011. In this episode, we talk about expansion plans for Luhai, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Luhai pod, Dan. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks for having me back. I'm yeah. not normally asked back to things, so I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you back because we're going to talk about another thing that you kind of oversee in your role, um, future plans of Luhai, and kind of as we're expanding, as we're growing, what's on the list of things to do. So we'll talk about future plans, but we kind of describe for our audience your role as the executive director of Lutheran High School. Sure. Executive director is a nonprofit term, but basically... Uh, executive director, head of school, superintendent, however, CEO, however you want to look at it. Uh, my job is to be concerned about the vision and direction uh, of the school. I am the sole employee of our board of directors. And so they set the big ideas and I am tasked with carrying them out. Uh, I'm also in charge of making sure that we've got the right people in the right spot. That's part of that future planning is to raise up the people and then keep us open. My job in a lot of ways is to create revenue for ministry, mm-hmm. meaning uh, make sure our organization runs uh, smoothly, uh, efficiently in an organized fashion, but comes out in the black so that uh, we can continue to exist and God can do his thing here in, in light of that. Um, I'm not I'm not the principal. I have one. Uh, he's fantastic. He handles the day-to-day operation of the school. I handle more of the vision, money, and people side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um- 
kind of touched on it some in previous episodes, but we've had a ton of growth on campus over the last handful of years. Um, How have you and how has Lutheran High School kept up with it so far? Well, I think from the start, I don't think we're, we've ever been afraid of growing our enrollment. I've embraced it. I've, and I've been blessed to work with people that have embraced it as well. Um, And from the start though, the key is your growth can't outpace the percentage of good people that you have working in your building. If you're committed to hiring good people faster than you grow, that's not just true for schools, but for any organization, uh, you can handle growth. The minute that you're not hiring enough good people to keep up with your growth, then your product's not as good and, and people will sense that there's a little chaos around your, your, your growth. So to answer your question, I wake up every morning thinking to myself, okay, how do we make sure that we got enough really quality people in enough spots and that we've hired well enough so that whether we're up 50 kids or 75 kids or over 100 kids from one year to the next, people aren't looking at it going, oh, they're growing too fast. Things are chaotic. I feel like we've done a good job with that, but that's, that's how you do it. Part of expansion here on campus um, has been our greater impact plans, different phases of expansion in our facilities. Um, so what's coming up as the next expansion project? Greater impact started uh, really just with a need to say, hey, there's a demand for uh, Christian high school education in this area, and we're going to do our best to try to meet it, but we're going to have to raise significant money to be able to expand our campus and our facility to at some level meet that need. And way back in the day, the first phase of greater impact was simply, we need new turf and lights for a football field. The turf was wearing out, the lights allowed us to just do a lot more things as a school. And we thought, okay, that's a good starter uh, campaign. So kind of the first phase was, let's do that. And it was a resounding success. And, and then we rolled into, okay, phase two was gonna be, we're gonna put a Western edition on our school. And so we were gonna work for several years to raise that money, put on that Western edition. And then we were growing so quickly and the demand was so great that phase two turned into a bunch of different sub phases. <laughs> we added a weight room. We uh, remodeled the music room. We knocked out the middle of the building and created our flex room. Uh, we remodeled down where the old weight room was. We did all these little pieces. But every time we did that, it still had an eye on what our Western edition would someday look like. And we completed that two Aprils ago. And so... Phase two Western edition, you know, it was a $6.2 million project, resounding success. We did not have to take on a lot of extra debt to do it. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. We love it. Uh, and so I stood on the steps that day and I said, when we uh, dedicated the edition and I said, I hope to be back here because we think phase three is going to be a second gym. And you're laughing because because <laughs> your phase. <laughs> phase three is not going to be a second gym. We were just have recently... Uh, made public that phase three is will be a shift uh, from our second gym plans to basically developing athletic field space on our lower level. Um, will you clarify for our audience what you mean by the lower fields are our biggest need right sure. now? Sure. Yeah. Great question. So anytime you're talking about what you're going to build next, right? Everybody's got an idea about what that should look like, right? Should it be athletics related? Should it be performing arts related? Should it be oh, uh, STEM labs? Should it be more classrooms? Should it be different classrooms? And those are all um, amazingly awesome ideas that you take into consideration. Um, we have other needs than, 
than just a combined combo practice field that would meet the needs of baseball and softball. Um, we have other sports too as well. We have tennis. We have things that need facility that we currently don't have. Our assessment of what to do on that lower land was largely also uh, based in what we know about how readily available facility off our campus is. For instance, we can actually get gym space at other places if we need it, um, but you cannot find good rental facility for outdoor turf facility. Um, it just doesn't largely exist. And so with the addition, with how many athletes we have that are in lacrosse and soccer and football and even track and other sports that make use of our turf field, when you're running 130 football players in a fall and you're running three levels of soccer and three levels of football and other sports that want to be on there to just have the one field, having that second field is just going to be enormous. You're going to get your kid home earlier <laughs> in the evening after practice. Uh, it means that baseball and softball don't constantly have to be off uh, campus for games and practice. Um, even excited about even other sports that just want to make use of a wide open turf area would now have that at their disposal. And so I, I am conscientious of the fact that, hey, it's, a, it's another athletic upgrade. I am conscientious of the fact that lots of people have great ideas as to what would be next for our school. They're not bad ideas. It just says that this is for sure meeting a need that we have uh, right now. And to really serve like a large segment of our population yeah, when you, our community. Mm -hmm, great comment. When you, when you dive into the sheer mass amount of numbers of students that are making use of just our one field yeah. and facility right now, uh, it's shocking. And, and yes, we're really good at scheduling and making use and overlapping and going late and using our lights and things like that. But uh, this will be a huge, huge upgrade into how we operate. I'm so excited to see it come together. You and me so both. Awesome. <laughs> I, do. I, think it, I think the plans are amazing. I think it's smart. I think it's a good use of the space. Um, I think it'll really serve our needs well. Awesome. Um, if people wanted to donate towards Greater Impact Phase 3 or any project in the future, how could people donate? Yeah, great question. When If you go, um, if you view those plans on our website, and the plans are basically a combined uh, baseball, softball, practice, turf facility with parking and a pedestrian bridge to our upper level. When you go and you look at that, you'll also see on our publications, on our webpage, right now we're in what we would call the leadership phase of our capital campaign. Uh, some organizations would call that a silent phase. It's basically before we start asking people publicly for money, we're meeting with what we think could be bigger people who could supply bigger gifts so that when it comes time to announce, hey, we're raising money for this project. We're telling people we're starting. We already have this amount raised or this amount pledged. Um, and a lot of organizations will try to get to certain levels before they go public. The plan right now is to start raising money publicly in January, and we will meet with uh, anyone interested in uh, leadership level gifts from now until that uh, public phase in January. So to answer your question, if somebody's like, oh, I want in on that, and I want in on that on a pretty significant level, well, reach out to Dan or John. We'll make that happen. Awesome. Um, kind of going back to Greater Impact Phase 3, um, what's the timeline of that project looking like? So here's what we're telling people, and here's what you could read right now, is that with the cost of the project, probably all in is maybe nine and a half, nine point seven million $9.7 million. It's got some moving parts, um, some things that we have to 
define, but we believe that we could be at a point where we're practicing and parking down there, maybe closer to the five and a half to six million mark. And so what we're telling our donors is that when we have five million in cash ready to go, we're going to stick a shovel in the ground and get the project started. Our goal is, is to have that money in hand by June of 2025 and stick a shovel in the ground in July of 2025. Um, that's aggressive, uh, for sure. That's aggressive. I mean, we're, you know, what, 20 months out from that date, if my math is right. Uh, and so, yeah, we're working hard uh, to be able to get to a point where we might realize, we might be on that field in, in two years, um, which would just be a huge blessing to our campus. Yeah. I don't know if this question stresses you out or makes you excited, but after Greater Impact Phase 3, what future projects do you have planned? Yeah, I think Phase 4 is still that second gym. Uh, there's still an, a, a huge need there. We have classroom space to accommodate 1,100 students. Um, and so if we get there in two years, we're probably holding steady there until we could do a significant um, classroom addition. But the reality is at 1,100 students, uh, schools with 1,100 students have a second gym. <laughs> it just it makes sense in terms of usage for a lot of things. Uh, it would make sense for usage for us for chapel, for uh, winter sports season, for off-season sports, for just your space during the during the day as well. And so, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. But I've learned that you'd be flexible, yeah. uh, and uh, you don't you don't try to commit too early, like I kind of did with the gym around phase three uh, but that's okay well the best part about not uh, moving in the direction of the gym right now and focusing on the lower land is we did spend the last year really assessing what really are our needs and we are in 100 percent agreement behind the scenes that uh, extra field space is a bigger need for us right now than a second gym it's all a learning process I imagine. Oh yeah, no, no. That's uh, I can do one better than that. That's uh, let's make plans and then let's have God take us in a different direction. Yeah, process. Absolutely, life in general. I'm going to steal a line from Chris Lazel and ask. So all we have a lot of changes coming. We've had a lot of growth. We've had a lot of expansion. It's very exciting. What at Lutheran High is not going to change? Like what's going to continue to stay the oh, same? I love that question. Yeah, I mean, look, any any good organization knows exactly who they are at their core value level. Nothing about our core values uh, is going to change, and it doesn't matter if we have 100 students, 1,000 students, or 5,000 students. At the end of the day, if Lutheran High is not a place that's rooted in God's Word, has a highly relational environment, and dedicated to hiring talented people, quite frankly, I don't want to work here. <laughs> And quite frankly, most of our teachers, if you try to take that away from them, they don't want to work here either. And so keeping the focus on those three things will always be the case. And it is the lens that we look at future ideas or future expansion plans or what we want to be as a school. We are very concerned about not having mission drift away from uh, the emphasis that our mission, uh, being a school that God can work through to transform lives uh, with the nurturing academic excellence, encouraging growth in Christ. How do you do that? You do that by hiring super talented people that are relational with kids. And when it's rooted in God's word, nothing about that will change in the future. Well, thank you again, Dan, for being on the podcast, for being willing to share with us. Um, I'm just so excited to see where things go with our future plans. And this place is awesome. So thanks for all you do. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we'll be back with Coach Bill Bransma to talk about Lou High's philosophy on multi-sport athletes.
Big thanks to our guests this week, Dan, and all our guests this season. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. Our intro and outro music are written by Mr. Zeller. Taylor James is your host. I'm the producer, and we'll see you guys next week. And this is his commandment that we believe.